turn with me this morning in your Bible to the Gospel of Mark. <clears throat> Just for today, especially this morning because it's Mother's Day, I want to think this morning again of something to do with mothers. So, in the will of God, we will return to Second or First Peter chapter two, but just for today, we want to think of Mark chapter seven, and we're going to commence reading at the verse twenty-four. Mark chapter seven, verse twenty-four. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Reading, of course, from the authorized version. Mark chapter 7, verse 24, if you find the please. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it. But he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him, and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled. For it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter led upon the bed. Amen. We'll end the reading there at verse 30. And we pray God will stamp with his own approval and blessing this reading of the Holy Scriptures. Now we do welcome all of you this morning to the Lord. Just before we have prayer, let's open our Bibles again, this time at Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15 contains a parallel passage to the one that we read out of Mark 7. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, 
Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. Amen. We know the Lord will stamp with his own approval and blessing this further reading of the Holy Scripture. Let's just unite together in a wee word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask now again in Jesus' name to accept our thanks for these gifts and tithes and offerings for the work of God in this corner of the vineyard. We thank you, Lord, for this meeting house. We thank you for this assembled congregation. Lord, we thank thee again for the health and strength that finds us here. We're, we're mindful this morning of those that can't be here. Some, Lord, who are sick and ill, you know all about them. And we think especially today of Gareth and Emma and the children. Remember them according to their need and meet their need. We pray too, you'll remember Rita as she recovers from the surgery. And, O oh God, we ask in Jesus' name that you'll perfect that which concerns her. Lord, we think again too of those that are not here today, those that are on work-related issues and would love to be here if it was possible. Lord, you know who they are, where they're at. You think of those who have gone on holiday. Remember Frank in Florida. Undertake for him for the next two weeks. And keep him safe and bless him and be with him. Remember the rest of the elderly Lord. Those that can't be out. And you know about their infirmity. You know about their fears. You know about their weakness. You know about their need. And we bring them to thee in love. And we ask thee Lord to remember them for good. And even as this woman cried out. Lord help me. May they know what it is to do the same thing. Help them to remember casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Lord, bless the young people today. Bless our boys and girls. Remember the work of our Sunday school. Remember the need, Lord, especially about our children's ministry on the Wednesday night. Lord, pour out thy spirit. Give us grace and wisdom and help us to see that work revived and flourished and growing again to the glory of God. We look to thee, Lord, you'll bless the need of the church for souls to be saved and new families to be brought in. Let us know the need, Lord, about setting a date for the opening of the new building. Let us know the need there, uh, Lord, for to fill up the empty pews that was going to be installed. We, 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 we look to thee and we're asking thee, worried about the future, Lord, help us. Glorify thy name now. And even this morning we pray that you'll draw strength in the ear. And you'll bring comfort to every family that needs comfort. Lord, you'll accept our thanks even for the gift of mothers. And we thank you for the blessedness of a godly mother in the home. And we thank you for the mothers that thou hast given to us. And oh God, we just look to thee that you'll pour out thy spirit. And in days to come, you'll raise up the young women in the church to be mothers in the Israel of God. Make the young men pillars in the house of God. And Lord, strengthen that which remains. We leave these things with thee. Lord, just undertake now, we pray. Minister grace. Bless, help, and do us good, we ask. For we cry unto thee this morning. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Now, my text this morning is taken from Mark chapter 7, verses 24 
to 30. I, of course, took the trouble to read the parallel passage in Matthew <coughs> chapter 15, verses uh, 21, right through to verse 28 in your presence. And my theme today is simply entitled, The Lord's Blessing for a Burdened Mother. Now this Bible story centers around a conversation between the Lord Jesus Christ and a burdened mother. This burdened mother was of the Greek origin. She was a woman from Syrophoenicia. We discover here in the readings that the Lord Jesus had withdrawn himself from the land of Israel. He goes into the border territories of the regions of Tyre and Sidon, uh, probably 50 miles north of Mount Carmel. And we can have a right to ask, well, well, why did the Lord Jesus do this? Does it not seem a bit strange leaving the land of Israel and going into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon up to Gentile territory and Gentile cities? Was he going on a holiday? Was there a, a reason I want to tell you, here's why. The real answer is to meet and to deal and to bless a broken-hearted mother. This was no chance meeting. This was all part and, par per part and parcel of the plan of the Saviour. Near the border of Tyre and Sidon, the Lord Jesus entered into the house. This woman discovered he was there and she came to talk to him. She had a story to tell. And this was her story. It was all about her daughter. Listen to what the Bible says in Mark chapter 7. The, the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. She, she told him, that her daughter had an unclean spirit and that she needed to be delivered. That was the story in folds. The Lord Jesus gave the impression that he was not going to answer her request. We've read in Matthew 15 verse 23 that he answered her not a word. And then when she cried again, Lord, help me. And pressed him. He said this to her. Let the children first be filled. For it is not meet to take the children's bread. And to cast it onto dogs. And some foolish commentators have said. The Lord Jesus was being rude to the woman. That the Lord Jesus was being a racist toward the woman. I want to tell you. Nothing could be further from the truth. It had nothing to do with the woman's ethnicity that the Lord Jesus didn't answer the woman. Nothing to do with her Gentile background. The Lord Jesus was putting stumbling blocks in this woman's way to see if she would step over them to prove the validity and to prove the value of her faith. Look with me at verse 29. He said, for this saying, go thy way, 
The devil is gone out of thy daughter. It says in verse 30, And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Now this morning, I want us to think about the Lord's blessing for a burdened mother. And I want to attempt to show you five things about this burdened mother this morning. I want you to think, first of all, of the discovery that she made. Now, this was a mother with a burden. She had a burden for her daughter. That's obvious from the passage. Did you know that the word daughter is mentioned four times? It's mentioned in verse 25 for a certain woman whose young daughter. It mentioned again in verse 26 when it says her daughter. It's mentioned in verse 29, thy daughter. And again in verse 30, her daughter. So I want you to think of a mother with a burden for her daughter. That's the emphasis here. And this burdened mother made a great discovery. And what was that discovery? That the Lord Jesus was in a house on the coast or the border of Tyre and Sidon. I want you to think of that. Look at verse 24. And from thence he arose, that was from Galilee, and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and notice this, and entered into a house, and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For, or because, a certain woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Now think of the location. Think of the Lord Jesus withdrawing from the land of Israel. I want you to think of him entering a house there. We're not told whose house it was. We do know that there was houses in the land of Israel that was not open to Christ. He was not a welcome guest. But this house was. The Lord Jesus went into a house, a certain house, in the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And this woman discovered it. And when she had heard of that, she came and she fell at his feet and she cried unto him, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, thou son of David. She, she cries, Help thou me. Let me ask the question this morning. Is your home open to Christ? Have you received him as a welcome guest into your dwelling? Is the Lord Jesus a welcome guest in your heart and in your life? Because I want to tell you something. The Lord Jesus Christ is a wonderful person to have in your house. Remember he entered a house of sickness. The home of Simon, Peter and Andrew. 
Simon Peter's mother-in-law lay sick in bed with a fever. And what did the Lord Jesus do? He healed her from her sickness. Can you think of the Lord Jesus entering a house of sorrow? Jairus' daughter. She was only 12. She was daddy's little girl. The darling of his bosom. Uh, and, and there she was dying and he runs to Christ and Christ enters that house of sorrow and raises up that only daughter. I think of a house of sadness. Two disciples, they, they live in Emmaus. They travel seven miles at night from Jerusalem to Emmaus and they've got sad faces. Because of what has happened in Jerusalem, the murder of one who uh, they looked upon to be the promised Messiah, a stranger comes. They talk in the journey. They invite the stranger into their home. And he's made known to them, the Bible says, in the breaking of bread. Did they see the wounds in his hands as he broke the bread and handed it to them? I believe they did. They said, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way? You see, it's good to have the Lord Jesus in the house because it doesn't matter whether it's a house of sickness, sorrow, slowness or sadness or, or whatever. The Lord Jesus makes all the difference. He was welcome in these houses. His person, his presence, the power of Christ. Made a difference. And here we're told, Luke 7 verse 24, and entered into a house. The Lord Jesus entered a house in the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and this woman discovered it. You see, this was meant to be a house of secrets. Do you notice in the text it says, and would have no man know it? The Lord Jesus didn't want people to know he was there. But one woman discovered he was there. She was a burdened, troubled woman for her daughter. It was a matter of life and death. This was a young daughter. The, the devil had taken hold of her daughter. This woman was a Greek. That might mean she was a Gentile. She was a Syrophoenician woman. She was from the town of Syrophoenicia. And this woman was especially burdened and broken for the welfare and spiritual state of her daughter. She knew and believed that there was only one who could help her. There was only one place that she could go to for hope. It's not what she prayed. Didn't she say, Lord, help me. Think of those words. You see, I believe this was a wonderful mother. And there's many wonderful attributes to motherhood and we could celebrate them this morning and give thanks to God for it. But here's one of the chief attributes. A mother who was seeking Christ on behalf of her daughter. To me, that's a wonderful blessing, children. If you have a mother that seeks Christ in your behalf, whether you're a son or daughter, you thank God. You, you call her blessed in the name of the Lord. This woman came to where Christ was. This woman cried to Christ. This woman continued to cry and would not be discouraged. And this woman was comforted, no doubt, with the answer. Go thy way, for thy daughter is healed. 
Not only the discovery that she made, but I want you to think, secondly, of the determination she showed. You see, as I've said, that this broken-hearted mother, what was her chief characteristic as a mother? She sought Christ on behalf of her daughter, that her daughter might be healed and delivered from the powers of darkness. The mother seeking the help of Christ. She believed he's the only one who's the power to cast out the devil. The only one to help us. It's now what she prayed. Lord help me. Matthew 15 verse 25. You see the daughter had no interest in seeking Christ. There was no sign of her seeking Christ. Maybe she had no desire. No drive or determination. No, it was the mother. The mother who was broken for her. The mother who was burdened for her. That wanted help and healing for her daughter. Isn't it amazing, but it's often the case, the children that the Lord has given. Can at times, and often times it's true, can grow up with no interest in the things of God. And children can be held fast in the very bondage of the devil. Held under his sway. Held under his control. And who among them has a desire to break free? The Bible tells us the whole world lieth in the lap of wickedness as if they're cradled in the arms of the devil under his sway. As if the devil had put a spell on them. And who's going to be burdened and broken for them? We're told here the Lord Jesus went into Tyre and Sidon to hide away for a time in the house, but he could not be hid. Why? As I've told you, the word for means because. Because a certain woman heard of him. She came and fell at his feet and said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Think of it. The Lord Jesus wanted to be hidden. That, that was his plan and purpose. And then a woman with a burden, a, a, a broken mother, went seeking for him and searched for him until she found him. Did, did you ever think of why the Lord hides his face? Is the chief reason not to prompt us to seek him more earnestly? Remember in the life of Job, Job said in 23, verse 23, Oh, that I knew where I might find him. You see, Job's lamenting, the Lord has hidden himself from me. And what did Job do? Was he just content with that? No. Job searched for him until he found him. Over in Job chapter 23, and in the um, verse 10, Job actually tells us there. Verse 9, verse 8 maybe. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. In other words, Job was searching the left hand, the right hand, forward and backwards. He went on seeking and searching 
He had steely determination he was going to find him. And this woman showed the same steely determination in seeking the Lord until she found him. It was Jeremiah that said, Ye shall seek for me when ye seek for me with all your heart. See, I believe the Lord Jesus was in this house for a reason. I believe he was there waiting on the woman to come and find him. There's a connection between verse 24 and verse 25. And if you look again at um, chapter 7, verse 31, it says, And again departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came into the Sea of Galilee. We don't read that he ministered to anybody else there. We don't read that there was anybody else healed or helped in that house or in that border region. Why did he go? I believe here's the answer. To minister to the woman. He hid himself in the house. Because he knew that this woman would come seeking him. And I believe he he waited for her to come. and, And let the woman seek him out. Here's great encouragement. He's waiting for us to seek him. Whatever our needs are. Whatever our burdens are. Whatever our spirit of brokenness is. Remember what we read in Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 18. And therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. The Lord's waiting to be gracious. Maybe you're here this morning and you're burdened for your daughter. You're burdened for your children. They're not saved. You can't now get them into the house of God at any time. You you try and talk to them, but, but they're not interested in the things of God. And they're, they're, they're living for self. And they're living there in their sinful lifestyle. And and yes, the reality is they're under the control of the devil. And they may have made an outward profession, but there's no signs of life. And you're broken and you're burdened and you're wondering what you do. Well, in that situation, here's the determination that the woman showed. She sought the face of the Lord and there was evidence of that. I want you to think thirdly of the discernment she grasped. We could ask the question, what fueled this woman to make such a discovery? Christ was in the house. What lay at the back of such steely determination? Well, the text gives us the answer. If you look at the text, it says in verse 25, For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Think of the word heard. That's a verb. Came. Another verb. And fell at his feet. When did she hear of Christ? How did she hear of Christ? Over there in Mark chapter 3. There's an interesting passage we're told in the verse 8. In Mark 3 verse 8, it says, 
and from Jerusalem and from Idumea and from beyond Jordan and they about Tyre and Sidon a great multitude when they had heard what great things he did came unto him so, so I want you to think here's the Lord Jesus and he's in Galilee and he's preaching and teaching the kingdom of God and he's healing the sick and he's delivering those that are demon possessed and he's given sight to the blind and, and, and the leper is cleansed and, and many are healed and you think of this great multitude and there's those from Tyre and Sidon and they have saw and they have witnessed and they go back into their own coast and they tell at home the stories of what the Lord did how he healed the sick and cast out the devil they, they tell what they had seen and what they had witnessed and the woman heard of him heard what he did in Galilee and she must have believed in her heart well if he can do that there then what can he not do for me and my daughter and there's the discernment she grasped she heard of him she was determined to find him determined to seek him out determined to tell him about her daughter determined to ask him for help I believe it was all based on the word that she heard now, now turn over there to uh, Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22 Matthew 15 and 22 it says behold a woman of Cana came out of the same coast and cried unto him notice what she said have mercy on me O Lord thou son of David my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And then we'll come to verse 25. Lord, help me. Do you see how she addresses him? That this revelation is based in the word that she heard. She calls him, O oh Lord. She calls him Lord twice. She, she, she says, Thou son of David. She says, Have mercy upon me. Lord, help me. Now let me apply this. What you have heard about the Lord... What has been told you? Can you use that to go and seek him? To offer prayer and a cry for help based upon the word that you've heard and what you've believed. There's the Lord's person. She calls him Lord. I know who you are. You're the Lord of glory. I know you're the promised Messiah. You're the son of David. Think of the Lord's pity. Have mercy on me. She, she knows she desires nothing from the Lord. I am nothing. I have nothing. And I deserve nothing to earn her, your, your favor. She knows about the Lord's power. Help me. This woman needed help. She's got a heavy burden. She tells him, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And she takes the place of humility. She takes the position of honesty. She comes to the Lord in the need of help and hope. And she falls at his feet. Here's how we can approach the Lord. We can approach the Lord when we fall, as it were, by faith at his feet. Listen to what Proverbs says in Proverbs 10 and verse one that says the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. 
Think of that word, heaviness. You know, there's many children. They grow up in life. Even with good and godly parents brought up in a Christian home, brought along to church and Sunday school. And many children act but do not think. And they can engage in foolish behaviour. And they never once stop to think that could my actions and my behaviour bring about a brokenness to my mother? Because that's exactly what Solomon's saying. A foolish son who acts without thinking, who engages in behaviour that brings heaviness to the mother. Imagine a mother being broken by the behaviour of children. And what could the mother do? Go to Christ. See, what brought this woman to Christ was her daughter was under the control of the devil. And this woman believed, my daughter can't continue in this state. My daughter can't go on in this state. My daughter needs help and deliverance. And so the things that she's heard, the things that she believed about Christ, she goes to him. I know who you are, your person. I know about your pity. I know about your power. And, and therefore she turned to him. Doesn't the Bible tell us in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Had this woman faith? Her faith was grounded in what she had heard. That's the point. And her prayer was based upon the word that she had heard and she believed. I wonder this morning, what if the devil had never got a hold of her daughter? Would she still have gone seeking Christ? Isn't it true when things are going well, we, we don't really feel the urgency or see the need to seek a Christ? When we haven't a problem or a difficulty, we feel we don't need help. We'll not bother seeking the Lord. But then something happens. And then the realisation dawns. I need help. Where did Jairus go to when his daughter was dying? And when he was told she was dead? Where did the lepers turn to? Where did blind Bartimaeus turn to? What brought them to Christ? It was a sense of their need. Has a sense of your need, your sin and uncleanness brought you to Christ? What, what was it brought this woman to the Lord? She had a young daughter under the control of the devil. And so often, isn't it, trials and troubles, suffering, sorrow, losses, loneliness, that brings us to the feet of Christ. This mother was honest. This mother was humble. But this mother was helpless. She could do nothing of herself. She, she couldn't help her daughter. The devil had got a hold of her. Lord, help me. Lord, I'm helpless. We need to be honest. And we need to be humble. And we need to be hopeful. Children can be reckless. They can be rebellious. They can be in the road to ruin. And we need to be honest with the Lord and tell them where they're at. We need to encourage the children not to hide behind a mere false profession. If they're cold and backslidden and hard, 
then, then we need to tell the Lord that. If there's no interest in the things of God and can't be bothered coming to the house of God, then let's tell the Lord that. This case was hopeless. The woman was helpless. But she was honest to go to the Lord. She humbled herself before the Lord. And she asked him for help. I want you to see quickly and fourthly the discouragement she faced. This woman was a Gentile. Verse 26. She was a Syrophoenician woman. This woman was, as the Bible tells us here, a Greek. And... Um, we're told in Matthew chapter 23, uh, or Matthew 15, verse 23, that he answered her not a word. Now, now, was the Lord Jesus being rude? And then he made a reference to dogs. Was he being a racist? I want to tell you that's not true. He was neither rude they're being a racist, and he was not rejecting the woman. The Lord Jesus did no sin, he knew no sin, in him was no sin. So, so nothing could be further from the truth. And those commentators that say he was guilty of such things, they're wrong. The Lord Jesus is not rejecting this woman. He's teaching the woman a lesson. He's drawing her heart out toward him. He is drawing out the validity of her faith. He teaches her about the gospel, that the gospel's to the Jew first, and then to the Gentile, and then to the Greek. This is a, a typical way of the Lord dealing with people. He's putting a stumbling block, as it were, in the woman's path, just to see if she'll step over it. So for a moment, he doesn't answer her. And then she continues to cry. And then he tells her this about the dogs. And the woman believes in her heart he's the promised Messiah. He believe, she believes in her heart that he's the king. <clears throat> that he's sovereign over her. That he's her Lord and her king. And despite his silence, she continues to persevere. She continues to cry. The disciples, of course, tell in typical fashion, send her away. That's their only answer to a problem. Send her away. That, that's their answer to this solution. But the Lord Jesus doesn't. He teaches the woman that he's come to his own. His own has received him not. Then he turns to the Gentiles. And, and here's just a typical little incident in the Bible where this Gentile woman has faith in Christ. To help and heal in this situation. And despite the discouragement that she faced. She perseveres. Because she has true faith. In, in fact. If you look at Matthew chapter 15. That the Lord Jesus says to her. About her faith. He says O woman great. Is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And lastly, think of the delight that she felt. Thy daughter was made whole from that very hour. And when she got home, there the daughter was lying in bed, delivered and healed from the power of darkness. 
the blessing this morning of a burdened mother. Maybe you're here and you're a burdened mother for one reason or another. I want to tell you, let's make the same discovery that this woman made. Discover the reality of Christ as far as your house and life is concerned. I want you to think of the determination that she had. I want you to think of the woman despite her discouragement. And I want you to think of the delight this woman enjoyed for her daughter was healed. I trust and pray this morning the Lord will take these few remarks and bless them to our heart. I encourage you to read over that passage. It's a simple passage and yet there's loads of truths there that can be a help to us. 